Good morning. Sunday, Beis Ior Tovshin Pegimo, Parsha Sachrei Mois Kedoshim. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Alochas, Yoradeya Chelikshemi, Hilchas Kibudovaim, Halacha Dalit, Paragraph Beis. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Yentafradl Bas Rabbi Shuarie, Harini Kaporas Mishkova. And for a Rafu Shalema for Avraham Ben Hinya and Zhenya Bas Lupa. And also for a Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Bas Galia, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Borach Mordechai Ben Tali, Nasan Yehuda Ben Tali, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Hillel Ben Brocha Nechama, Hillel Yisroel ben Sora, Michal Esther bas Ruhia, David Lei ben Shena, Shlomenisim ben Mazalav, Ram David ben Chana, Miriam Esther bas Sori Gittel, Nisim ben Rivka, Chaim Arye ben Rocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chavaperel, Idis bas Miriam, Michal Sora bas Hadasa, Gitagenendel bas Sipoira, Lebalea bas Sipoira, Tuvietzvi ben Chayaliza, Aviva Yelona Bas Yuspendel, Sarocha Bas Yuspendel, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Hadassah Bas Tchiyachava, Gila Bas Brocha, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leah, Yaakov Yehoshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Ella Bas Sora, David Chaim ben Ella, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudas Gila, B'soich Shar Choyli Yisrael. This halacha we said is based on chapter 12 in the second half of Likut Iman, the famous chapter Aye, Aye Mekoim Kevoidoi. We began in the previous year and now we continue. Hu b'shvil zeh, hezironu ashen yisborach ba'aseres hadibrois al kibodavoyim. Based on what we've been learning till now, we'll be able to understand why in the Aseris Hadibrois, Hashem warns us about the importance of showing respect for parents, Lahoirois, to teach us that the concept of a child being born comes from <coughs> the birth comes from the source of Kovoid. Shehu Bechinas Aye, which is that first statement of creation, Bereshis, which is tied into Aye, as we spoke in the previous year. Aye Mekoim Kevoidoi. Shemishom Nimshochim Kol Chelke Hakovoid Hamaluboshim Bechol Hasorom Amores. It's from that first statement of creation, Bereshis, which is associated with Aye Mekoim Kevoidoi. It's from there that all the other portions of Kavod that are cloaked in the other ones of the te- uh, in the ten statements of creation, Shebishvilom, Nivrov, and Eskayim Kol Habriya, for which the entire creation was created and is being maintained. It's all being maintained for Hashem's Kavod, which the highest level of that Kavod is that first statement of creation, the Bereshis, the Maimar Sosum, which is synonymous with Aye Mekoim Kevoidoi, as we spoke about in the previous year. 
כי זה הבן שנולד מטיפוס רוחו של אבא ואימוי, because this child that's born from that tiny droplet, that foul-smelling droplet that's, that connects the father and mother, שזהו בחינס מקוימס המתונופים, that's similar in concept to those filthy places that we spoke about in the previous year. Hepech which is the opposite of kovoid. Kovoid means respect, respectable. A mechubedika place, a respectable place, is a place that's perfectly clean and neat and smells good. Kishom achizas his gabrus hataivois haboimes because it's there in these mekoimes hametunofim. That's where all the physical and materialistic desires of this world come from, which are all associated with the sitrachra, the other side. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says, hein be'ovoin choyloti, I was brought into the world in sin, meaning, again, the parts of the body of the father and mother from which a child are born are associated from which this tipa srucha comes from are associated with mekoymois hametunofim, with sin. Now, when this child that was born to these parents, this child that came from this tipa srucha, when this child turns around and shows respect to the parents who gave birth to them, by doing this, this child is showing that we're extracting and elevating and revealing the kovoid, the honor of Hashem, from places where the kovoid was very hidden. Those which are referred to as those soiled places. Because the truth is, as we explained in the previous year, these because they are filthy, because they are soiled, they cannot receive light and covoid from the lower statements of creation. They, their connection is to that covoid that highest level covoid. Mebechinas Bereshis, Maimar Sosum Kanal, Shemishom Iker HaKovoy. That's the source of all Kovoy. That's the highest place. This is not simple. This is a little bit deep. But again, if you, if you pay attention and if you think about this, what Rabbein Zal says there in the Kutimran in Tori Yud Beis and how Rabbein Zal relates it to our topic here are very clear. <coughs> And it's regarding this, this is the main work of a person in this world. Because our main mission in this world is to reveal and broadcast Hashem's honor. That's the only reason why we were created. Hainu, meaning... Kiaf, a person would say, I don't understand. What do you mean? I have to reveal Hashem's covet? Hashem's covet is everywhere. 
Everything in this world cries out Hashem's kavod, proclaims Hashem's kavod. The trees and the leaves and the animals and the birds and the fish, all the different things. Rav Nosson Zal explains now, even though it's true that Hashem's kavod fills the entire world and everything in this world broadcasts Hashem's kavod. If you look around you at everything in this world, you see anybody who has a little bit of seichel understands that this didn't come into existence by itself. There's a creator who created all of this and is maintaining all of this. And that's, wow, that's incredible. However, Afal Piking, despite that, we still need human beings to reveal this to the world. That Hashem's kavod fills the entire world. Because the negative forces, the klipois, which are associated with those filthy places, which draw from that hidden statement of creation, that highest hidden statement of creation, <coughs> they're always trying to hide Hashem's kavod, to bring about denial of Hashem chas v'shon. Shemishon boim kol hatayvois v'chol ha'averois chas v'shon. And it's from those places, those mekoymois ha'metunofim, <coughs> that, that, all sins and all taivas roys come from. Shehem pegam They are the opposite of Hashem's kavoy. They are denial of Hashem's kavoy. Shezeo bechinas churpen beis That's the concept of the destruction of the beis hamikdosh. Ki iker kvoidoy yisporach choyo bebeis hamikdosh. Because the center which, from which Hashem's kavod is was broadcasted to the world in the greatest degree was the Beis Hamikdash. Kamei as it says clearly in a pasuk in Divrei Ayomim, ukevoid Hashem molayas habayis. Hashem's kavod is what filled the house, the holy temple. Ubavoyneisenu harabim his gabru asitraachra vehichrivu abeis Hamikdash. However, unfortunately, due to our many sins, the Sitrachra gained power and destroyed the Beis HaMikdosh. V'histiru kvoidoi hagodol shohoyu shoichinshon. And as a result, they caused Hashem's kavod, which was in the Beis HaMikdosh, to become hidden. Kamashikosov, as it says in Tehillim, chapter 79, Eloikim, bo goyim benachalasecho, Hashem, the Goyim, the nations, came into your holy place and they defiled it. <clears throat> and as, as it says in paragraph 74 in Tehillim, that they disgraced the holy residence of Hashem's name, they, they sent, disgraced it to the ground. And as we say, in Musaf of Shabbos Rishchodesh. It's incredible. I was looking at this paragraph yesterday. Yesterday was Shabbos Rishchodesh, and, and we had Musaf yesterday. It's, it's, not, it's a rare item a little bit. 
We say in the Ato Yitzarta that we say on Musaf of Shabbos Rishchidosh, Golo Yikorenu Vinutal Kovoid Nibes Chayenu, that our pride was sent into exile and the honor and respect was, was taken away from the, the house of our life, from the Beis Amikdosh. V'chol avoidosenu levarer hakovoid mehaklipois. And our whole focus in life is to extract this kovoid of Hashem, which has fallen into the klipois, to remove it from the klipois. Because although these klipois are not able to draw from the standard levels of kovoid, as the Posik says, Hashem says, I will not give my kovoid to Acher, to the Klippos, to the Sitra Achra. Afal Pikin, despite that, as a result of the fact that these Klippos are able to draw from the hidden statement of creation, from Bereshis, from Ayeh, as a result of that, they want to try to become powerful and cover up and hide the cover of Hashem. That's the concept of the destruction of the Beis Horabim, because of our many sins. An important question in the chat. <clears throat> this Pasuk in Tehillim that we quoted earlier, mm-hmm. where David Amalek says, I was created in sin, and through sin my, my mother brought me into the world. This Pasuk doesn't sound so Jewish in a sense. The answer is, it's, it's, it's teaching us a particular specific concept that, in, and this is a concept that applies across Yiddishkeit. The higher the Kedusha, the higher the opposition to the Kedusha. The greater the holiness, the greater the forces of Tumah that oppose it. So because bringing children into the world, as we're discussing throughout this halacha, is the, is the most powerful increase of the kavod of Hashem, therefore, at that same location, there has to be the greatest hisgabrus of the sitrachra. The sitrachra is most powerful over there. <clears throat> and that's why we have the concept of tikkunabris and pegamabris, or chilulhabris. And, and there's so much that's said about this, both in the side of Kedusha and in the opposing side. The Zohar HaKadosh says, Ikra de Yitzra Bisha Alarayim. The main focus of the Yitzhahara is to try to get a Jew to sin in this area. And that's why the Torah is making this statement. So that again, if parents conduct themselves properly, following the guidance, the laws of the Torah, then the union between the parents is a holy item, it's a beautiful item, it's a good thing, it's constructive, it's positive, it's wonderful. It's the first mitzvah in the Torah. It's the greatest 
honor to Hashem. Hashem gets fabulous nachas when Jews get married, bigdusha, and when they're zeichah to have children, bigdusha. But if chas v'shalom, this union between man and woman is not being conducted according to the Torah, then we need to know that it's sin, it's sin, it's tumor, it's destruction, it's major destruction. It causes grief to Hashem, it sets the world back in a major way. It's churban beis hamikdash. It's major, it's very, very powerful in the negative side also. And our main focus is to correct this. Our mission is to try to do everything we possibly can throughout our entire lives to extract the kovoid of Hashem from the places of the Sidrachra and to elevate it and to reveal it in its true form. Ve'ikr hisgalus hakovoid. Now Rabbi Nassim teaches us another very important point. One of the most important and powerful ways that we reveal the kovoid of Hashem, yoidim shegam is by us knowing and realizing that in those places of filth, in those places of tumor, which, which are distant from the standard covet of Hashem, they also are living off and receiving from this hidden statement of creation, which is the source of all covet. As soon as we realize this, as soon as we realize that even those places of Tumah are being sustained by Hashem, by the covet of Hashem, the highest covet of Hashem, and we search and we try to find the covet of Hashem in those places, which is what these words, where is the covet of Hashem? Where is the covet of Hashem in this darkness, in this sitra That destroys the klipois. That destroys those tame places. Because what gives them power is the hiddenness of the covet of Hashem. Because they draw from a very hidden statement. But the moment that we reveal from the hiddenness, the moment that we realize that they are drawing their energy, their life force from Hashem. They are not a separate independent entity. There's one Hashem that's sustaining Kedusha and that's also sustaining the Sitra <clears throat> The moment we realize that, that they are drawing their life force, their energy from that hidden statement, that cuts off their supply, their life supply, their oxygen. 
and that destroys them completely. That destroys the Sitrachro. Vazai, Kishahim Nizbatlim. And when these when the Sitrach, when this force of the Sitrachra is destroyed, Azai Khoizer Venizgale Shom Kevoido Yisborach Behizgalus Godoil. Then the Kovod of Hashem is revealed in, in a, with a tremendous revelation. Bibichinas, as the Pasuk says in Divrei Ayomim, Sapru Bagoyim es Kevoidoi. Tell, speak among the nations of the world, speak about the Kovod of Hashem. Sapru, speak, publicize it. Uchsiv Hagidu Bo'im Kevoidi. Hashem says, reveal my Kovod, speak about my Kovod in the Iim, in all the different islands and places. Because the fact that earlier, previously, Hashem's standard kavod did not go to those places, as the Pesach says, Hashem says, my kavod I will not place in acher by the sitrachra. That's because the Klippos were very powerful there at the time. Bechinas Mekoymois Hametunofim, those filthy places. Avoltekev Keshehem Nezbatlim. However, the moment we defeat those Klippos, how? Al Yedei Sheyoidin Ho'emes, by us realizing the truth. Sheyenikosome Hashem Isporach, that they are drawing from Hashem. Mimaymar Sosom, from that hidden statement. And we just learned earlier that the moment we realize that, the moment we realize that they are not an independent entity, they are receiving their life force from Hashem, <coughs> from that <coughs> that defeats them, that destroys the Klippos completely. Then, Hashem's kavod is revealed over there, even in those places. Once again, Rabbi Nosson says, And that is our mission. This is our mission statement in the world. To reveal Hashem's kavod, Especially from those places where Hashem's kavod was previously very hidden. As the Pesach says, So that all the nations of the world will come to realize the truth. Which truth? That the entire world is filled with the kavod of Hashem. And this is why the, the greatest service of Hashem comes from searching and seeking the covet of Hashem in those places where it's not so obvious. I remember my Rebbe, Rebbe Dorfner, used to say sometimes that when, when a Rebbe is teaching religious kids kids that grew up in Meisharim, in Yerushalayim, very from kids with payas and tzitzis and everything, super, super, super Haredi, it's very nice, it's a nice thing, and, and Hashem enjoys it. 
but it cannot be compared in any way to a person who's reaching out to people who are not religious, people who don't know about Hashem, they don't know about Torah and mitzvahs. And a person reaches out to those people and is able to bring Hashem, reveal the covet of Hashem over there, that's a far greater revelation of the covet of Hashem. As the Pesach says, Dirshu Hashem ve'uzai bakshu fon of tomit. Search, seek Hashem and his, and his Torah. Search, bakshu fon of tomit. Search and seek the face of Hashem. Implying where it requires searching, where it's not obvious. Uchsiv, and there's another Pesach that says in Chumash Dvorim, that you'll search for Hashem over there. Where is there? When you're in exile, when you're far from Hashem, in, from the darkness. And you will find Hashem if you'll really search for Him. And there's another passage which says, to you, my heart says, search, seek the face of Hashem. Uh, and there are many psukim that emphasize this. Because a Jew is required to search and seek the covet of Hashem in this world, in this Olam HaSheker, throughout our entire lives. That's the most important mission. As we learned earlier, that an obvious MS, that's not such a big Kiddush. It's where the MS is not so obvious and a person is able to re- reveal the MS there, that's a Kiddush. Because it's a known fact in Sifrei Kabbalah and in Sifrei Hasidus, that the, the husk, the peel, comes before the fruit. And it's impossible for a person to really get to the covoid of Hashem unless the person first goes through, passes through the klipos, the forces of darkness, to break them, to destroy them. And after a person succeeds in destroying the klipa, then they're zeichet to the fruit. This is the concept of all of the evil desires and the tests and the obstacles and the confusion that surround a person who's trying to come close to Hashem before the person is able to really get to recognition of Hashem's greatness. And all of this is coming from those klipos, the, the, the places of filth, which are drawing from that hidden statement. And when a person goes through those places and does battle against those klipos and is successful, 
Azai Iker Takanosoi, the main tikkun for that person is that when the person is there in that darkness, in that tumult, in that confusion, going through those obstacles and everything, to be searching for Hashem from there, from there, like we said a few slides above, to be seeking Hashem when you're down, when you're in the darkness and everything. Hashem, where are you? Where is your kavoi? This Yerida and this seat searching for Hashem during the Yerida is what propels the person to an incredible, incredible high. The whole haklipois and this destroys all of the klipois. And then we have the greatest revelation of Hashem's kavod. A question in the chat. The reality is that the intellectual knowledge of this ayeh that Hashem's kavod is everywhere, even in the darkest places, is no match for the strong Yetzirah that is felt with and spreads itself over our entire body from head to toe. And therefore, is there any more practical advice against the Klippos? Without a real great light from above, this knowledge of Ayeh isn't really helpful at a time of attack by the enemy. That's not true. Rav Nassim Sal is telling us that there's a rule, that a little bit of light can dispel and destroy a lot of darkness. And, and Rav Nassim Sal, if he says this, he knows what he's saying, that this awareness, this realization, when a person is down and out and they reach out to Hashem, that can bring about the downfall and destruction of the Klippos, and that brings about a tremendous kavod Hashem. A perfect example of this is Esther Hamalka. <clears throat> We're told that Achashverosh was very powerful. He ruled over 127 countries, which means he ruled over the world. Within Achashverosh's kingdom, the worst Russia of all was Hamon. Hamon ben Amdosohagogi. A descendant of Amalek, him and his ten sons, they represented the full spectrum of Tumah, of Sitrachra, and all the people that joined them in this plan to destroy Lahashmid Laroiglabe, to destroy, wipe out the Jewish nation completely. And then, and there's a Vashti involved also, the queen, who is evil, she's more evil than Achashverosh. She forces the women, the Jewish women, to do hard labor, completely undressed on Shabbos. The, the epitome of evil, evil. So we see at one point, Haman gets together, Haman advises Achashverosh to kill Vashti. And you wonder, why do they want to kill one of his great associates? The three of them, this dynamic trio, Achashverosh, Vashti, and Haman. This is three major powers of evil. Why would Haman give advice to kill Vashti? And then we see what comes from it. 
then Ahasuerus needs a woman and they make a beauty pageant to, to pick the most beautiful, beautiful woman to replace Vashti. And guess who gets picked? Esther Hamalka. And she gets taken away from the place of holiness, from Mordechai HaTzadik, who she's living with. And she gets taken into this ultimate place of evil and sin, the palace of Ahasuerus, where there's hundreds or thousands of women being brought for Ahasuerus to try all of these. And this, and Esther Amalka represents the Shekhinah, the word, the name Esther is Bigimatria Shoshana, a rose, which is an, a nickname for the Shekhinah, Kishoshana ben Achoichim. And now this looks like real, now that she's been captured, this Tzadekis, the, the Tzadik and Mordechai and Esther, who were the two leaders of Klal Yisrael, the ones, the whole future of Klal Yisrael was dependent on them, and now 50% gets captured and taken into this center of Tuma, the worst Tum in the world, the palace of Achashverosh. And it looks like it's, it's all over. And then the Megillah tells us that Haman is elevated. Achashverosh takes off his ring and gives it to Haman. And he gives him full, and Haman has money, unlimited funds. And he's got 208 children, the Roiv Bonov. He's, he's got everything, everything. He's got fre- every, everyone is bowing down to him. And now when Esther Hamalka wants to try to go plead the case of the Jewish people, in order to get to she has to walk through a room that's wall-to-wall idols. And the Pesach says there, Vatilbash Esther Malchus, that Esther cloaked herself in Ruach HaKodesh, powers of holiness, to be able to go to meet Achashverosh and be able to plead with him to save the Jewish people. But in order to get Achashverosh, she has to walk through a room that's filled with idols, wall-to-wall idols. And she goes into the room and suddenly her Ruach HaKodesh leaves her because this room is the ultimate place, wall-to-wall idols. And what does she do at that moment? The Gemara says, she cries out, Keli, Keli, Lomo Azaftoni. Hashem, Hashem, why, do you, why, you, why did you leave me? Why are you leaving me? And then everything turns around completely. She, she goes to Hashverosh, she finds favor in his eyes, he puts out this, the Shavit Hazohov, that word Shavit, the Sifre Kabbalah, have unbelievable chidushim. Sar Bez Yutes, Bez Yutes is a name of Hashem that's associated with purity, holiness. Beis Yutes is Shemen in Atbash. The Beis becomes a Shin, <coughs> the Yud becomes a Mem, and the Tes becomes a Nun. Shemen, oil, referring to holy oil, the oil that, that nourishes the, the fire, the brain, the, the oil that represents Tikkun Abris, Shmir Sabris, the holy Zera. And she succeeds in turning everything around, bringing about the wiping out Haman and his whole family and destroying, killing all the enemies of the Jews. And not only that, but Rabbi Me'ame Horetz Mesiadim, hundreds or thousands of non-Jews convert to Judaism. All of that was brought about through this incredible Yerida, 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 and, and Esther Amalka turning on this little, little light bulb, crying out to Hashem, 
Kaylee, Kaylee, Loma Zaftani, Hashem, why, why do you leave me? That was her version of Hashem, where are you? And everything, the whole miracle of Purim, takes place just based on that. Just a moment. Question, but when the Klippos are defeated, they bounce back with even greater force. Not always. There are times where when a person punches something, uh, punches something down, it comes back up against them. They have these punching bags. You know, when you punch it, it comes right back at you. That's sometimes. In the story of Purim, it did not, they did not come right back up. On the contrary, the Jews had a period of tranquility, <clears throat> and then Koresh, a, a, a child of, of, of Esther Amalka, gave the green light to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. There was a period of, 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 of peace and happiness and joy. Question, so, so it's tefillah and crying out to Hashem plus ayeh, that's the solution. Not just an intellectual realization of this ayeh. Tefillah, that's the other half of the ayeh realization. Correct, correct. Step one is like Esther Amalka, that she realized even though the Shekhinah left her, the Ruach HaKodesh left her, she knew that doesn't mean Hashem is gone. It just mean, means Hashem is in hiding in, in a further level of Hastara, Hastara Shebetoy Hastara. And this Esther Hamalka, she revealed Megillah Esther, Megale the Hastara. She revealed the Hastara. She didn't buy it. She knew Hashem is alive and well with the Hashperosh, with Hamon, with this whole room full of idols, that it only exists from Hashem. And by reaching out to Hashem at that point, everything got turned around. Nimtza. So now another question. There are certain places in the Torah where we learn, and it seems to give us the impression that a person should run away from these mekoymes hametunafim, stay far away from the klipois and the tumah. <clears throat> the answer is, it's true. As a general rule, we don't go looking for trouble. We don't go looking for trouble. But the reality is that the trouble is there, number one, and it comes looking for us. When we are driven out of Eretz Yisrael, when we go into Golas, or whenever we encounter the force, the klipois that are attacking us, <clears throat> That's what this is all about. And here again, this is this concept that there are some people that think that the most authentic form of Judaism is hiding in a bubble, secluding oneself, staying far, far away from any, any gashmias or anything like that. That is a high form, that is a form of holiness. But Rav Zal showed us here, there's a higher form. Like my Rebbe, Rav Michal used to say, a Breslav Chassid has to be in the world and out of the world. In the world, meaning, can't necessarily just hide and stay away and stay only in pure, pure holiness in this world. It can, there are people that are doing it. And that is giving Hashem a certain level of kavoy. 
but there's a higher level of kavod of people who are learning Torah and davening and doing mitzvahs and toivim, but also engaging the world, the, the rest of the Jewish world, and in some cases, even the non-Jews. Sapru v'agoyim es And being able to reveal the cover of Hashem in those places where it wasn't so obvious till then. Nimtza, Rav Nosenzal says, Therefore, we conclude that the most important work of a person in this world, which is to reveal the cover of Hashem, is specifically through searching for the cover of Hashem in those places that are far from Kedusha. And it requires the person realizing that the covoid of Hashem is over there also. As the Gemara says, If a person will ask you, Where is your Hashem? Tell him, answer him, In the Vatican City of Rome. That's where my Hashem is. And this Gemara is mentioned over there in chapter 12 in the second half of Likud Imran, which this halach is based on. What do you mean? And Hashem is not in Yerushalayim? Hashem is not in Meisharim? Of course he is, of course he is. But that's, that's not as big a chiddish as being able to say Hashem is in the Vatican, Hashem is in New York, Hashem is in Uman, Hashem is in these places. Therefore, when a Jew fulfills the mitzvah of showing respect for parents, by doing that, we're revealing Hashem's kavod from all of the hiddenness. Because kibbut avayim means I'm revealing the cover of Hashem from a place where it was very hidden. Because again, in the world, in the big, big world, we see that the, the general philosophy of people is the, the, the culture, the secular culture. Why would you want to have kids? Why would you want to get married? Why would you want to have kids? You've got to be crazy to get married. It's much easier, much more fun, and, and much more worldly not to get married, and certainly not to have children. That's two, two issues. And then number three, those people that are interacting, male and female, it's only in Toma, in Sitra, in all kinds of filth, filth all kinds of wrong, sinful type of ways. So now, when a Jew gets married and has children, Bigdusha, so that this item, which in the rest of the world has all kinds of tumor and negativity associated with it, and now within the framework of observant Judaism, this is all being done according to the Torah for the purpose, what, what, not for the purpose, not to have kids so that they're going to bring me my slippers, so that they're going to serve me, not to be self-serving, to have children with whom I will be able to share 
recognition of Hashem. Doer ledor yeshabach ma'asecha. Ledor vador naged godlecha. That's the purpose of having children. So that I'll be able to pass on recognition of Hashem to another generation. And there'll be another generation doing mitzvahs and ma'asentoivim. Because we learned earlier, no one person or no one generation can fix the world and can, can bring about the gula. It requires generation after generation. People, more people and more people davening and learning and doing mitzvahs and ma'asentoivim and serving Hashem. Each generation does a certain repair until after, when we hit the right number, then everything will be completely repaired and Mashiach will come and everything will be great. So Vyachshav now, when this child that was born through this physical interaction between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, which again, out there in the world, that stuff is generally dirty, filthy, etc., etc. When this child turns, it's not kovoid. When this child now goes ahead and shows, gives kovoid to the parents, shows respect and respectability to the parents. Why? Because this child believes that their parents increased the covet of Hashem, that this wasn't something filthy or dirty as, as it's portrayed in the big world, but rather this was the most respectable event and, and action in, in bringing, in giving birth to this child. And that's why the parents deserve respect. As the Pasuk says, Hashem says, those who give me respect, I will give them respect. So my parents, who showed incredible respect for Hashem by getting married and giving birth to me, bringing me into the world and teaching me Yiddishkeit about Hashem, they deserve respect. So this shows that this person believes in the truth. That my birth, my being born, comes from the highest place of Kovoid, from the source of Kovoid. It comes from that hidden statement, which is the source of all Kovoid. And now this person is revealing the kovoid which was hidden and covered up in these these places which can be construed as filth. We know the Torah tells us that when a husband and wife are together, they're not allowed to do it during the daytime. They're not allowed to do it with the lights on. It's got to be darkness, covered, concealed. And, and a man and woman are supposed to be covered prior in, in prep, preparation to this. You know, tzniyas, the whole concept of tzniyas, cover and cover and hiding and hiding and darkness, because this has a potential of being because out there in the world, this is an union of tinuf, of tumah. 
because these forces of tumor, these klipas and everything are destroyed when we reveal that their source of energy is from Hashem. By showing that there's Kiddusha in this, there's holiness. A person would say, if this is something filthy and bad, we should stay away from it. We don't. This is the most, this is mitzvah number one in the Torah. This is the most important thing. And by a child showing the proper respect to the parents, this will enable that child to serve Hashem and to reveal the cover of Hashem throughout their entire lives. Because the greatest revelation of the Kavar Hashem is when we know and realize that even in those places of filth, the highest level Kavar of Hashem is found there. And this is the concept behind, this is the deep, deep concept that Rav Nosanzal is teaching us here behind the mitzvah of Kibar Avayim, why the Torah speaks about kovoid, being mechabe parents. Any questions? Rabbi? Yes. Um, when we started the paragraph, and I was thinking in terms of practical terms, I was imagining when a person finds themselves in in, in a situation where people are not behaving the way they should be behaving, behaving, then they should look at them. They, I should I should look at them and I should see Hashem's kavod in, in what they're doing, and that will kind of turn everything around. But then it seems like Rav Nassim is in the later part of the paragraph. Rav Nassim says, when I see someone doing something that they shouldn't be doing, I should look at myself and make sure that I'm doing it correctly in order to reveal the kavod. Did, did I see that right? Both are true. Both are true. I, I don't know exactly where you saw that, but both are true concepts. Now, here, there's a pasuk that Rabbein Zal quotes, Bechol mokoim muktor umugosh lishmi. In all places of worship, it's all being, all the sacrifices that are being offered are really for me, Hashem says. They think, they're saying the name of this idol and that idol and nonsense, but since those idols are nothing, Hashem is saying indirectly, they're really serving me. So number one, that's one concept of us knowing that all of this, let's say today, you know, the, these other religions which have incredible, incredible wealth, their houses of worship sometimes are multi-million dollar. No. And, and, and there to know that that's all Hashem. That's all plugged into Hashem. And Hashem, due to our sins, due to all kinds of different reasons, that wealth and that kavod has fallen into their hands. But it's really Hashem's kavod, etc. Now you're going to say, if it's Hashem's kavod, then, then there's nothing wrong with me going in there and joining them and worshiping. No, no, no. That, that's, not, that's not how I'm supposed to deal with it. I'm supposed to be aware of that, and I'm supposed to want that the kavod should be returned to Hashem. That they're, like the, the Gemara says, there's going to come a time when all the theaters and all the stadiums 
are going to be turned into yeshivas and, and houses of Jewish worship. That, that's what we really want. But again, it's this realization and recognition that all the forces of Tumah, all the Klippos and the Sitrachra, they're all really drawing from Hashem. It's, 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 it's Hashem in there. That's the battery. That's the life force that's keeping them alive. Even though right now they're doing, they're going against the will of Hashem. But they're there especially for us, for us to give us Bechira and for us to be able to recognize, to be able to see the difference between the Hastara, between those places where Hashem's Kovayt is hidden versus a shul or a yeshiva or a, a Jewish home with mezuzahs and svarim where the Kovayt of Hashem is more revealed. Anyone else, please? If a person's parents weren't religious and brought them into the world without adhering to the laws of Kedusha, does this person's giving kavod to the parents accomplish the same kind of tikkun? The answer is that there's variety here. Sometimes it could be not, not as great as giving, showing respect to parents who are religious, to a father who is a Talmud Chacham, who is a real loyal servant of Hashem. On one hand, that could be bigger and better. And on the other hand, sometimes, and I've seen this, there are cases where parents are not religious. And a child becomes religious, Balchuva. And by that child treating the parents with proper respect, that gets those parents to, to have a feeling of love and respect for the child and for what the child stands for, for the Torah, for Yiddishkeit, and, and for Hashem. And in many cases, the parents will turn around to some degree as a result of the fact that the child, even though the child realizes that many things that the parents are doing are wrong and, and, and bad and harmful to themselves and to the world, still by showing and treating them with respect and showing gratitude for the fact that the parent brought me into the world, that even though it wasn't Bikdusha, I'm here and I'm able to do tshuva, I'm able to cleanse the filth and stains that are on my clothing by going to the mikvah, by davening and learning, doing mitzvahs and nice and toivim. So I still feel a gratitude and a respect for them. In many cases, the parents will turn around there are exceptions. To every rule, there are exceptions. There are certain parents that remain stubborn and stubborn. Sometimes it's on the outside. Sometimes deep inside, they know. They realize when they see that a child became religious and the child is conducting themselves properly, even if on the outside the parents are showing disdain and disrespect and, and they're very unhappy about this, etc., very often, deep down inside, they know that it's the right thing and, and there's a certain feeling of pride. Just for some people, the, the expression, they, they put themselves up on a tree and it's very hard for them to get come down from the tree. Come down, it's very hard for people to admit that they were wrong or they were mistaken or their way of life wasn't really the best way of life. We still have a lot of clarification that Rav is gonna give us on this. Baruch Hashem, we started in a week. We should be to learn and daven. 
This week there's going to be a lot of rah-rah in Eretz Yisrael, Yom HaZikoron, Yom HaAtzma'ut, which to some, some people are saying Hallel and some people are saying Kinnis. That's the diversity that we have in, in Klal Yisrael. that Hashem should come out on top. Shbizarcha to find Hashem everywhere and see the, the coming of Moshiach, the Gula Shlema, Bemher, Bemeno, Amen, Vyomeno. Amen.